As I mentioned in the previous episode, I'm in the midst of battling a COVID infection. Before we get started today, I'd just like to say thank you for all the well wishes, for all the love, for all the support. Still in this COVID haze, but uh, as we know by now, this virus can take its sweet time and just grateful that it hasn't turned any worse, neither for myself or any of my family members. So hoping we uh, push through this fog soon and I can see it lift. But thank you again for your support, for your love. It means the world to me. Hey, everyone. Thanks for tuning in to This Moment, the transatlantic bridge connecting Stockholm, Sweden to Harlem, New York. As you know by now, my name is Jason Diakite, better known to some as Timbuktu. And as always, it is my pleasure and honor to share this moment with my dear brother and co-host, Chef Marcus Samuelson. Marcus, how are you, bro? Jason, I'm sweaty. I didn't have... I'm, I'm just going to be very real. I, you know, technology failed me. So I have to run back to the apartment and get the backup gear. Yep, you had to go back to your old school headphones, the one with the with the cords. You couldn't do the cordless ones. Yes, yes, yes. Ask me for my Sony Walkman and I got you, I got you. <laughs> more food and more music and more laughter and more culture. That's what's coming up in this moment going into the 2021. I saw you put up a recipe for uh, uh, yep. something yeah, you cook for your chicken. son, the coconut chicken. I'm like, here we go. Yeah. This is what I need to, you know, I need to get more food inspo so I can cook for my daughter, uh, cook her some new dishes, and I'm going to hit you with the music, you know? My prediction is going to age pretty bad because, you know, <laughs> so I'm going to call, I'm going to call out. And the other prediction, yeah, and the other We're prediction look is when Jason Wonder who leaked his music, it was this moment. It happened right here. So you can go straight <laughs> to the source. But yep, let's yep. do let's have fun. Yeah. Let's look back at all these amazing people that we met and connected with and we were actually had the privilege to share with our dear listeners. So let's do the countdown. Three, two, one, boom! <laughs> 
Because we had had a couple of conversations on the phone, but then you called me one day and said, we should really start recording our conversations and yeah, do a podcast. I, mean, I didn't know where it would go, but I've always appreciated our friendship and being creative, being black, having these two really rare views into these two countries that we love. But I was also really scared, to be honest. I was really, really scared. And it was comforting speaking to you about, and I was really impressed when you started to spit. Every day I looked forward to like, okay, since you were six hours ahead of me, you know, when I put my phone on. And that 30 second, one minute spit that you did, the rap you did, really got me going. Right, and and people like DJ Nice and Questlove, there was a lot of music online, small, short form that really got me going, but I, it was the unknown and I needed comfort and people that I trusted and knew to hold on to and share. And one thing that I really connected with early on was to have Derek McDaniel right. to have, you know, one of the core rappers that really built uh -huh. this from Run uh -huh. DMC, right? But it wasn't so much, but also the fact that he was adopted. Uh -huh. And as a kid, I was always admired Run DMC, but I, he was the dude that I always admired. And I didn't know then that he was adopted. So when it, you're adopted, sure you have this Absolutely. weird connectivity to somebody. And it was a big deal for us to speak to him. And he shared a lot. And what a natural storyteller he is, you know. Just his story about joining the group is crazy. I get the acceptance letter before I even ran and told my parents, I'm running a basement and I write a rhyme. I'm DMC in the place to be. I'm going to St. John's University. Yes. Since kindergarten, I acquired the knowledge. I acquired the After knowledge. 12th grade, I went straight to college. Take right? two so, college. Yeah, yeah. exactly. So I was like, yeah. <laughs> so I wrote that rhyme. That was, a, that was in um, June of 82. In August of 82, this is crazy. The phone rings and it's Joe. And he's like, yo, D, remember four years ago when I said if my brother lets me make a record, I'm putting you in my group? I was like, yeah, well, grab your round book, dude. We going to the studio to make a record. And we went in the studio and we made it like that in Sucker MC. Like that. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah man. Nice, I mean, Marcus, nice, I nice. Mean, it's just, it's history, man. It's history, you know? Yeah. A rhyme that I, he wrote well, you in know the what I basement love about that? in 82. I know that rhyme, man. You know that rhyme. We all grew up on yeah, it, Yeah, of course. But you know what my favorite part about that is? I don't see you fanning out too much, but when you're spitting with him there a little bit, <laughs> you were a fanboy, which is so cool to Hell see. Hell yeah. Yeah, and that's really dope for me to see. No, it's, pay it's, it's paying homage to, to the elders, man. This moment. One of them that I really remember is the amazing Grammy-winning Black Roots artist, Fantastic Negrito. Oh my God, we laughed with that. <laughs> I love him. Like his story was just amazing. We needed yeah, that. We too, definitely man, need. He picked us up. Point. You know, made he us really laugh. Did. And, and it's something about balancing tragedy with humor. You know, the 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 beauty and the pain of of living a human life, right? And everything that can happen, the losses that we all will go through in different in different ways, and the rebirths. I think Fantastic really 
uh, inspired me as far as, you know, you look at the different rebirths that he went through and his, his, the renaissances creatively. And originality. Talk about originality, right? Into this other life, and I, like, found the Afro-punk scene, and I started opening up the legal nightclubs. They were amazing because there was such a great, rich culture in Los Angeles at that time. In South Central, in the hood, <laughs> Crips, Mexicans, all that. We had the club, they'd be like, they'd come by. I'd be like, if y'all want to come in, you got to put the guns down. We put all the guns in the cabinet. You come in, you party like everybody else. Cops were coming in, sheriffs coming in, sparking up. Like, man, this is, how'd you get these white people down here? I'd see Alicia Silverstone, Mike Tyson, everybody, Eric Benet sitting on the, man, people used to What come. did you call it? What was the name of the club? I called it um, Bingo. <laughs> I love it, man. And, and my name back then, yeah. I called myself Mr. 1 AM. That was my name in LA. Yeah, you wow. know. <laughs> wow. And we, we, we do share that we both ran exactly. in the club. Mine out of my dad's exactly. building, but no guns. <laughs> Sweet yeah, but version. I love that, because that got you to tell the story of how uh, you running illegal clubs laid the foundation economically for you to be able to pursue your chef yes. dreams, man. Yes, I so had to it's hustle. Being, it's the, I had to do it's 220. Being that, it's being creative and not stopping yourself and, and uh, uh, attempting to kind of realize your dreams no matter what. This has been a year where um, the creatives really had been that level of comfort, I think, a trusted space where, oh wow, creativity is not going to go away. It's just going to go in a different place, and that has been very rewarding and inspirational for and, me and, uh, and, to look and at. And Marcus, others. I, I got to be honest with you, and since you work with food every day, and 2020 has been the year of cooking. Wherever you are, wherever you're listening, I want to give you a quick tip about a potential menu to honor a more inclusive. Thanksgiving and think about all America, you can think about a collard green salad, actually, that uh, you braise the collard greens in vinegar and then you let them chill and then take some fresh apples um, and you slice them and then maybe you get some frisee and you make a vinaigrette and you toss that and that's your salad. It's a collard green apple salad with some frisee. And then, you know, with some croutons with that, you can actually do Native American fry bread. You know, it's basically a very simple dough that you roll out and you fry, and those can be your, like, your croutons. And, you know, it's, it's a, as you make them, you can actually think about this was their land that we uh, are now uh, part of, and uh, you don't have to go through the whole history, but I do think you cannot do this menu without having empathy for others, right? And I do think, especially a year like this, People like you and me, Jason, we happy that Joe Biden won, and it was the Native Americans, 97%, in Arizona that voted for Joe Biden. So we have a lot to be thankful for. Looking at recipes, looking at your recipes, now lately it was the rise, being inspired by that, and I've spent more time shopping for groceries and preparing food for my family than I have any time before in my life. But I have to tell you, for a chef, it does have another meaning, right? Like I was, when I say I was scared, I was scared of the bone because I don't know who I would be if I would yeah, be right. a chef. I can relate right? to that. And of course, I mean, so Jason, you and I, I feel in many ways that we are working, but we haven't really, 
you know, we, we're working with our passions and becomes our professions. But if you take, I can't separate the identity no. between Marcus the person. Like and Chef Marcus Samuelson and, and Marcus Samuelson. Or Makan, as I call you. <laughs> I have been a chef since my late teens. So when I said, what's going to happen? Like, I have no, I have built other skills through cooking. And so have you because of through your music. You have now worldly skills. So you're going to be able to do many, many things. But the core and identity of you as a musician. So that for me was something. It wasn't that I was losing my job and I was applying another job. I've never applied for the job. Right? I don't even know how it is to sign up to uh, unemployment. Like this is that's the that's the TV I show am. I want to do about you, Wait, right? When you come <laughs> back to Sweden and I help you sign into <laughs> unemployment <laughs> and and show you how to uh, how to um, get the boost on speed log and stuff like that. Oh my God! This this moment. One of the things that really felt good for us and we learned a lot about this was that we talked to a lot of incredible inspiring black women absolutely right absolutely right now decided that i wanted to play monopoly with you and for 400 rounds of playing monopoly i didn't allow you to have any money i didn't allow you to have anything on the board i didn't allow for you to have anything and then we played another 50 rounds of monopoly and everything that you gained and you earned while you were playing that round of monopoly was taken from you that was tulsa that was rosewood there are pla- those are places where we built one of the most hard hitting moments well. is hearing uh, Kimberly Jones stand on that street corner and do the Monopoly metaphor. And just a few weeks later, you invited her on the podcast. Marcus. In the middle of the height of Black Life Matters in the summer. Right, because it was delivered with so much, like, in-your-face aggressiveness. Um, and, and unapologetically so, you know, especially like that last line. I'm like, y'all are lucky that what we're looking for is equality and not revenge. Mm-hmm. And so I, I definitely, I was like, you know, I'm, an, I'm a writer by trade. And so I was like, oh, I'm going to get canceled. Like, my writing career is over. I might as well just, like, start writing poems to myself again or something yeah. but but overall like i've really received a positive response um you know of course i have my share of trolls just like everybody else but for the most part the response has been very positive and it's it's been interesting to me because i feel like some of the like larger voices that would have been in opposition have been mute i think they've almost been fearful of making a response to it because it's been received so well globally by and yeah, large yeah, i mean yeah, they, yeah. they put up a mural to me in in Belgium. I was like, whoa. Get used to it because, you know, like, we all knew this stuff, but we haven't heard it like that, packaged like that. And that's the power of intent and video and viral all in one. You know, Jason, when you came up with that line, the transatlantic bridge, with some of these people that are amazing, but we're on two different parts of the world. So for us to be able to introduce some of these amazing voices to a Swedish audience has been amazing. But then to turn it around to have some of those most amazing Swedish voices being introduced to an American audience. And that's really, for me, when the podcast hits its sweet spots, it's where we can be able to share that. Because greatness is you know, great. You know, great voices are what, incredible. And it doesn't matter the size no, of the country. Exactly. You know? and, and knowledge needs to be uh, shared and spread. And we can all learn from each other. And sure... The United States is this huge monolithic uh, uh, country 
the world's biggest economy and Sweden is just a, 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 a small fish in comparison, but there are a lot of lessons. And you've been saying that throughout the life of this podcast, that there are a lot of lessons that a giant like the United States could learn from a small country like Sweden. Just in our friendship, you're one of the few people that I can talk about really unpacking Sweden and the United States, uh, our experiences of being foreign and black in both places. And so to me, the transatlantic bridge is the one that you and I have always had in our friendship because I can have conversations with you that I really can't have with a lot of uh, uh, nobody else I really know, you know, and I, I totally agree. When we when we managed to manifest that in the podcast, that's when we really hit the sweet spot. And it's been fun to do something in a medium that you are learning, and there's a humility in that, but there's also an excitement in that. And you know, I didn't know Kimberly, but we went after her and we got her, and I think that's something that. It's been really great, right? Sometimes some of these people, they're amazing. We have very close relationship with, and some of these amazing guests, we don't know that well, and we're learning. And I just think that keeping that excitement in the interview and also allowing them just to be that mm. force. Mm. That no, but some of them, that. I'm sure, don't have like a, you know, a, a, a direct link or relationship to Sweden. Most, most probably don't. You know, whereas you can be sure that a lot of Swedes know they know who Kimberly Jones is, um, but they they might not know people like Sophia Rowe or Jotaka uh, Jotaka Edie and so forth. But yet and still, these are people whose voices you don't hear in Sweden, uh, and that's where I think this moment has found its its lane. Right, that's our niche to be able to these two uh, sides of the Atlantic. Yeah, but brilliant. And activism comes from everyday people. And it comes from that inner gut that like enough is enough. I'm going to talk about that. That's what Kimberly showed. That's what Aisha Jones showed. That is what so many people have shown here. It's like, you know what? It's sometimes we overthink and overthink about education in terms of its formal format. But most people were inspired by, when you hear the story of Run DMC, when you hear the story of Fantastic Negrito, it's everything but a linear path that has taken them to that place, right? So I find, I hope that the podcast it's has inspired our listener as much as inspired you and me, you know, because that's really, I get excited. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? 
All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. You should celebrate yourself every day, but some days you should celebrate with jewelry. Whether you want to commemorate an unforgettable moment or just bring some added sparkle to your collection, Blue Nile can offer you expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com today and experience the ease and convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. And what about Nicole Hannah-Jones? So Nicole Hannah-Jones did this incredible podcast called 1619, where she really talks about how slavery is connected to the everyday today, which a lot of people's like, well, can we not just all get along today and start from here, right? She really breaks that down. She's a Pulitzer Prize award-winning journalist, writes for the New York Times. But this piece, 1619, is a masterpiece. It's literature. And to have the chance to talk to her, oh, it, it's 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 going to go down as something that will be in history classes. I can't believe we we actually got her on the podcast. That was you know, uh, that was a huge moment. You know, people often compare United States to Germany um, following the Holocaust and how Germany purged you know all remnants of Nazism. If we were to do that in the United States, if we were to try to purge all remnants of slavery. We would have to get rid of George Washington monuments, Thomas Jefferson, uh, Madison, who was the father of the Constitution, um, half of the college. You know, it's like we, we, it's impossible to do that. You know, when I hear that, too, though, what's amazing, especially growing up in Sweden, where we are a little bit more, uh, you know, I shouldn't say passive aggressive, but very much <laughs> I like could say, you could say we passive don't aggressive. want conflict. <laughs> yeah. yeah. No, but it's like conflicts. We try to avoid conflicts at all times. To listen to someone like Nicole Hannah-Jones being that clear, talking about racism, structural racism, how long it's been, with that clarity, it's exactly the cold shower we need to hear and be reminded of. I truly think at the end of the day, down the line, it could be two years, it could be five years, 10 years, we're going to look back on 2020 on a, as a pivotal year where we actually started out a new course, right? That I think is going to lead us to something better. 
you know, we're recording this. So, you know, if I'm wrong, we can go back and listen to like, yo, your prediction was totally off. But that's really something I believe. No, Jason, you're right. And I feel like we will learn about this. We're the lucky ones because I think it will impact your music. And we're going to hear that in 21. I'm excited about that. Someone else that I'm super, super, was super, super excited to have on this moment. And somebody surprised me how much laughter. We laughed the whole episode. Was the incredible Alice Bakunk <laughs> being black woman in politics in Sweden. Not only Sweden. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Being a, at the EU in Belgium, being a black female politician, you know, one of only five to six, I think we got that sorted out, out of 300 plus members, mm-hmm. just shows you how incredible rare she is, but also her work ethic, her commitment to excellence, and her commitment to justice. In a, in a polarized Sweden, uh, of course, I'm well aware of the risks to, to take a stand. And also being a green politician, you know, the Swedish Democrats, they always point at us as their biggest enemy, uh, which, uh, of course, I'm proud of. Uh, But I'm also, uh, I mean, this is a really active, uh, I I mean, I'm conscious about what I'm doing. And this is something that I want to do. And I have talked to my husband and my children and my brother and sister and my parents about the risks I take. Because I have like the, uh, I mean, of course, I am living under threats. Uh, you do as a politician, as a green politician, as a woman and as a black green woman. You know, I think people like Alice Barr, uh, Nicole Hannah-Jones, those are the giants that future generations will be standing on the shoulders of. People like Maxime and Zion. That's the knowledge. That's the truth telling. That's the uh, uh, the courage that I think they will, you know, coming generations will look back on and say, well, if they could do it, if they could say these things, if they were thinking this, if they had the courage to, to stand up, then we can do it too. Uh, Absolutely. And I'm looking forward to 21. And we're kicking it off like we're going straight this moment style. But what I can promise in 2021 is that we're going to listen to more music, laugh more, love more, and cook more. Also, Marcus, uh, we still have those. There, there are two dream guests out there that, you know, that we hope to get at. We'll see if, if 21 brings in a little Obama and a little Zlatan. We'll, we'll see what happens, you know. We'll see what happens. Still- <laughs> I, exactly. Exactly. I think we can get it done. I think we can definitely get mm-hmm. it done, man. You got to keep dreaming and aiming high. So, you know, I'm not taking any of those dreams away to set it off next week we have a dear friend of mine and one of my all-time favorite swedish artists sainable c coming on the show we're going to talk food i know that in ghana in nigeria they call it jollof rice yeah but they separate i didn't know the that rice jollof the... rice the name of it does it come from being wolof rice the wolof people so. It, so wolof became jollof with nigeria like nigeria is a big country mm-hmm. and anything good go like, easy now suya. there might be nigerians no, no, coming oh on the God. show soon suya, they can <laughs> We're going to talk music, life, and love. And then... My name is Al Gore, and you're listening to This Moment. Don't miss it, folks. Peace.
Hey, folks, I'm Mark Marin from the WTF Podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues, your ally to help tackle your allergy symptoms this season. I love the change of seasons, but nobody loves pollen and all those other things floating in the air that make you sneeze during this nice weather. Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues are hypoallergenic and allergist approved. So fight back against watery eyes and runny noses without worrying about irritating your skin. For this allergy season, grab Kleenex and face allergies head on. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey, y'all. Darius Rucker here. You know, a lot of people ask me, what inspires your music? And one of the big things is a strong sense of place. That's why I love my home state of South Carolina and want to share the awesome things it has to offer. From the beautiful mountains down to the sunny coast, it's got it all. Not to mention two of my personal favorites, great golf and amazing food. Come see why I love this place. Visit discoversouthcarolina.com. Stab, you did something wrong. 